All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, welcome back. Got another week, another uh, very fun week here in the world. A lot of, lot of, lot of fun stuff going on, Ian. Yeah, and even less is going on now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, everything shut down. It's a blast. Everyone is having a great time being bored. I'm might lose my second job because of this. Who knows? Well, hey, if there was ever a time to get into podcasts. Now, now's the time. Well, yeah, but it's not like we weren't before. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> but like, if there was ever a time people were going to discover us, it'd be now when people are probably have already gone through everything on Netflix and Amazon. You'd think, man. That's the that's <laughs> the goal. My, yeah, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe we'll be able to expand stuff and I don't know, do other work. I would like to, it would be fun if we did like stuff for YouTube where we were just reviewing movies or something like that. Yeah, it would. As like, like short Although there are, extra there are things. Any, there aren't any movies coming out for a while. But... Not, not new movies. Yeah, it'd have to be. Just other movies. But anyway, we'll figure it out. We've been, we spent like an hour dealing with other technology that's supposed to be better, but of course we can't we figure not. it out. And yeah, so yeah. that's. That's going to be a work in progress, but who knows? Might have a lot more time to work on it. We, who knows? That's true. But uh, yeah, nothing's going on. All sports are canceled, uh, so that's a blast because this was definitely not a fun sports time at all. I mean, there was nothing going on, right? Um, so that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> uh, that's a lie, in case anyone didn't get that. Um, yeah. Movies are canceled. Um, both movie theater. Yeah, movie theaters are completely closed. Yeah, movie theaters are closed. Uh, no movies are being made. No movies are coming out. There's nothing. Just everything's dead. Now um, I think uh, I think the last one to be really like rescheduled or whatever pulled off the pulled off the line is Black Widow. Uh, yeah, of course. I don't think there's uh, yeah I don't think there's been any news about Wonder Woman yet because that comes out in June I think. I think it's July. Is it June? Uh, I think double check. I know the last one came out in June. No, I think it is June. I think you're right. It is June. Yeah. So that's that's like our our meter to measure. It's like okay. <sighs> We're not going to make it to May. How about June? Because that's, I think that's, because uh, I think Tenet comes out June or July. And it's like, if that gets yeah. canceled, I don't know I th- what I'm going to do. Tenet's like the first week of July, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Tenet is like our last, Tenet is like the, the levy. It's like, that's our last line of defense. It's like, if that yeah. gets pulled off, yeah. there's no summer movie season. Which yeah. is a crazy thought. Yeah. It, it really is. And it's, uh, it's sad, but. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully this will blow over soon because everyone's losing all their jobs because just nothing's happening. And yeah, we, we I don't think anyone can really keep up with this for that much longer. So no, I mean, um, I know uh, some studios, I know Universal have started releasing their like new release movies on, on streaming. Like I know yeah. the Invisible Man is about to be available. Uh, I think Disney's going to make a couple available and. So we'll see like what the response is to that because I know they're doing it like crazy markups for like twenty bucks, which to me is a deal breaker. But um, but people have talked a long time about that being like what's going to finally put theaters out of business is streaming. So now is like I feel like the test run. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I don't. I don't know. 
don't know. I, I don't I don't see it taking over, but like I, I mean either. but you gotta think about the the poor parents who now have their kids home for in some places a whole year. Some yeah. places have canceled the entire school year, so you know they're dying to to turn on anything to keep them occupied and quiet for a couple hours. So yeah, but you don't I mean, need to it do might a work new for them, movie but, for that. No, that's like that's why I don't get, and especially when they're charging like twenty bucks just well, to rent it. I, I mean, I get that. That uh, I, again, think about it. If you're a, f- a family of five, you can you know watch the new movie for twenty bucks instead of uh, what one hundred and fifteen it would be or something like that to take the whole family yeah. to go see a movie. Not that much, but I mean, if you uh, like, I don't know, stuff. man. Movie tickets now like twenty bucks. I mean, for some like for IMAX and stuff, but yeah. I, I think the average is around like. 12 to 15. Okay. Well, even still, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're yeah. still going to pay 70 bucks and then yeah. that's, that, that's just for tickets. Yeah. That's without any refreshments or anything. Yeah. You're paying, you know, 70 bucks with, for nothing else. If you add yeah, that no, on, I mean, it's about a hundred bucks. That makes sense. And like, I mean, the big thing is like, if you have an actual proper entertainment system set up, but like, right. If you're just watching like a rinky dink TV, like to me, like, that, Hey, don't be no, making fun of my TV. I'm not, but like, like that's the whole thing. Like, I don't want to watch a brand new movie that I've been looking forward to on my crappy TV at home. It's like, but oh yeah, no, I, I can see the appeal for yeah, I can see the appeal if you have a big family and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. It's a weird time. Batman's Look, shut down, so yeah, I know. Like, I'm trying to find anything to talk about because there's no news. No, there's no movie news. No, there's uh, no TV news. No, nothing. Everything's dead. Everything's gone. Nothing's happening. Really sucks. It does. Really sucks. I'm getting sick again, so that's fun. <laughs> I hope it's the coronavirus to get it over with. And uh, ah, who knows? I'll I'll never know. I'm not I'm not gonna get tested. Exactly. Unless I get hospitalized, won't. you know. God forbid. I'm not gonna. I mean, who you know? No, say we're, save we're the not the we're not the, people yeah. Why, why would I waste someone else's time? For someone yeah. else who would need it, you know, I'm 25 years old. I, I can handle, you know, I, I think there's been very, 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 very few serious cases of uh, coronavirus for you know, kids or young young adults. So, yeah, especially like young adults in good health. It's not. Yeah, exactly. That, like those are never the people you have to worry about with any yeah, type of sickness or anything like this. Massive outliers for those. So. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I, I would, I do hope we can get everything going Thank at some you. point. Would be, would be nice. Our country's way too big and spread apart to be shut down like this for this long. Yeah, so it's crazy. You know, we'll see. We will see. But anyway, we'll see if, we'll that, see if things ever get back to normal. Yeah, I know. Well, that's <laughs> the uh, that's the news. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> No, nothing new to nothing new here to report. I mean, uh, every... the, the good news is we did both get to see a movie this past oh, weekend we did. before right before closed. the theaters closed. Yeah, we so, made out pretty well. Yeah, we were able to go see the way back. Um, just because, I mean, we're just gonna go the... to any Gavin O'Connor movie at this point. That and that was the best out option out of right. all the others. I mean, yeah, no. like kids I... movies or right. Like that. And it's funny, Ian. We have different opinions. We have very similar opinions, I'd say, like, 90% of the time with movies. Um, yeah. We have, we have uh, usually when it varies is, 
I don't know, other movies or movies we grew up with maybe, so stuff along that vein. But I feel like every time, I feel like every new movie that's come out in the past like five years, we've pretty much felt the exact same way about, except one of us maybe has liked it a little bit more. Yeah, definitely, definitely like this year for sure. Like, like we're uh, just right on, I feel like, with everything. And I feel like we're the exact same with this movie too, where it's like, it's pretty much exactly what we were expecting and, and or hoping for. Like, you well, know, I, it, 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 it hit the sweet spot. Of kind of Gavin O'Connor, sentimentality, character drama, you know, wrapped around a, a sports movie. Yeah, I mean, like, because um, I've been looking at, like, you know, at, at people's reviews for this movie as well. And actually, like, I think we're pretty much on par with everybody else. Because, like, I've never yeah. seen, I don't really see any five stars, but I don't see any two or ones. Literally, all I see is, like, three, three and a half, maybe four at the most. It's got a three and a half average on a... Yep letterboxed so i mean it's yeah right. and like all the all the people i follow have given it a three and a half or four really yeah yeah because like that's, that's what it is it's, yeah. it's a good movie it but is like, it's a good movie it's not a great movie but it's it's, no. it's definitely it's definitely worth seeing especially with the movies that were out at the time like yeah it, it like was, i, I it think was nice the thing is see, but. yeah yeah and again it was just nice to see a movie in theater before we couldn't but um it's I also think just nice is, to see this type of movie still being made that's true. Yeah, it's nice to see the little smaller, more personal budget movies. And I don't know what good, the budget you know, was for this movie, but it's got to be what thirty million, something like that. It I mean, can't, like, it can't be more than fifty about, million. No, because I was thinking the other day there are no characters or actors even other than no. Ben Affleck. No, nobody's like, in no it. No one recognizable. Yeah, there's no one, and really, he's the only character you ever go into. Like you don't go into his family, his ex-wife a little, or his wife a little bit, but the you don't only... really go into the players other than one or two. Uh, yeah, the only, um, I think I only recognized maybe one person. I mean, now I, 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 rec- I recognize a couple people, but it's, you know, like, oh, I've seen them in a TV show or something. Not like, yeah. oh, I know that actor. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Matthew this- G- uh, Glav, that's the one who I recognized. He was the, uh, the rival coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I recognize him because he's, he's an Argo, the wedding singer. That's uh, it. Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's the he's the boyfriend in the wedding yep. scene. God. Yep. Wow. He's not aged. No. Well. No. <laughs> well, eh, yeah. He's not bad, too, I mean, he's, but, uh, he's not bad. But like, like uh, I feel like he was taller, but I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I recognized I him. And I think he's the only one who I remember watching the movie and I was like, I know that guy from something. I think he was really the really the only one that stood out to me. Yeah, uh, I I recognize his wife. Like she was in. Um, yeah, yeah, she was in something. She she was like the main character for the new for one of the Star Wars games, and then oh, okay. she's been in a couple things. But um, yeah, that was because this is literally just his movie. Yeah, and I think um, I think if you really didn't have that like personal story that you know is his close to home for Ben Affleck, there really wouldn't be a whole lot to this movie. But actually, there there probably wouldn't be anything. It'd just be your run in the mill kind of sports inspirational movie. But doesn't even really go into the sports that much. Right, right. Now, if I told you that this is a completely fictionalized story that's not based on a true story at all, would that surprise you? No. Really? No. Yeah, I figured. Surprise me. I figured. Oh, no, this... you, you, you thought it was like loosely based on somebody? Actually, well, like when the trailers and everything were first coming out, it seemed. Oh, I mean, I mean it they marked like that it. way. Yeah. And it's not. No, I, I just I assumed it wasn't. I just. Assumed it was kind of a yeah, like a little loose allegory for kind of Ben Affleck's. But but struggle. it wasn't not even like originally that that came after he joined. Oh weird. Yeah, this was not written. 
I, I'm pretty sure this was not written f- for him. Because uh, certainly cause he feels was not, like it he wasn't one of the writers or any of that. This yeah, was, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. But I think he was the first person that Gavin O'Connor thought of. Wow. But it, I don't think it was like he was not a part of the creative initial thing for this movie. And then, you know, then even after the talk started and everything, that's when he went into rehab. So yeah. they had to basically do the entire movie production while he was in and out of rehab. So they probably. So you think they like rewrote the script and kind of worked that in there? I would. I, I would think so. Because then, what the hell was it before? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Man, then the before it actually it kind of worked out for their favor then because the before it would have just been the most generic sports movie well, ever. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that stuff, some of that stuff was in there already. I, I don't, sure. I don't know. But I know yeah, that maybe. this was a thing where it was like the script was was written and then like b- beforehand so wow weird yeah so uh, you know they, but they they tailored it perfectly for they did uh, for the whole situation and and it does man it just feels that i i think that's why it works so well because i, I, I mean both of us are not ben affleck fans whatsoever no no but, i mean like, um, I, want, I want the guy to to get better and sure and so you know and it's like even though i, I would not say i'm a ben affleck fan he, I mean, when he's good, he is good. It's yeah, just very rare. Would you say this is the best you've seen him? No. Okay, what do you think would be better? Uh, I, I always had a list of four, um, four good Ben Affleck movies, and it's Good Will oh, Hunting, well, which is easy because uh, sure, yeah. he's just be he doesn't really have to act much, and it no. it's a character now, like, literally written by him for him, so it works. Now, now, now I'm not saying like best Ben Affleck movie. I'm saying like the best he's acted. in. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying three good, like Ben Affleck performances in movies. And it's that it's, uh, the town it's Argo and, uh, the accountant. Yeah, sure. And then, uh, and then this one, and then maybe, I mean, I, I don't mind him in mall rats or chasing Amy. He's fine in those, but, um, that's totally different. Um, I would say like, this is maybe the best acting I've seen him do because this is truly, I feel like where he actually, went for the performance over like everything else. Whereas like, you know, the town Argo, he's playing a character and in some ways he's kind of playing himself, but you know, not quite, but this one I feel like is like might've been him trying to go for the actual acting nomination, you know, not that he would probably ever get it, but I think maybe performance wise, this might've been the best because it also obviously really hit home and was very personal for him. Right, right, and that's what that's what works so well. Yeah, because I, I I can't I, I didn't walk away going like oh my god he was just amazing because again it's like how much is acting how much is him right. just like really kind of coming to terms in well, front of the camera. That's how the accountant works so well too because he just doesn't act. Yeah, I mean that's what my dad always showed about. He's like <laughs> Ben Affleck is such a terrible actor. He's at his best when he's playing an autistic assassin. Right, right. Which it, there's there's a lot of truth to it. So. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, Dave, Dave Batista is no freaking Lawrence Olivier. So when he plays Drax or plays some like henchman, he does a great job. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, play to your strengths. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's what most movie star know. actors do. Yeah, there, there's nothing worse than when an actor is not qualified and they're trying to go for that big <laughs> Oscar. And you're just watching them embarrass themselves. They're like, the oh, comedians no. going for the drama roles or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and then uh, then then you get Jeff Daniels, and you're just like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, all right, 
yeah, so I, I saw that. The only other movie I've seen this week, which is nice. I hadn't seen a new movie other than our movie swap in almost a month. So I've oh, seen wow. two movies this week. Um, saw The Way Back, and then I watched Contagion. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, that movie was seen. fun. That was fun. It was. Yeah, no, it's a, it a good movie. I enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed that uh, movie. It's one of the few recent, or one of the few Steven Soderbergh movies, period, I like. Yeah, yeah, Steven Soderbergh's weird, man. Um, not, not a huge fan. I'm, yeah, me me neither. It's, uh, you know, for me, it's it's Oceans. and uh, Oh, for sure. And that that's, I mean, that's the majority of the my enjoyment of Steven Soderbergh. But even then, like, the I, I really only like Ocean's 11. Ocean's yeah, 13. I like 13 a lot. I like yeah, thir- 13. a lot of fun. 12 is not. 12 is crap. 12 is we- like, I don't even. It's weird, man. The Ocean's trilogy and Indiana Jones trilogy, like the exact same thing where you have uh, this yeah. first movie. I know the original Oceans was a remake of the one from 60s. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You have the first the one. The original is terrible. Yeah, the original is literally just people just there, like it, it, hanging it's like out. A, it's like a bad episode of the Adam West show. It's way worse than that. But um, yeah, I mean, like, there's no effort put into it. Everyone's asleep no, or no, drunk, probably. No, nobody cares. Um, no. So I don't even really consider it much of a remake. But um, I don't either. But so you have Ocean's Eleven, Revolutionary, awesome, yeah, perfect, all this stuff, and then you, then they're like, all right, great, second movie. I don't even know what happened. They're just like, all right. Me, it's like they just—I don't even know how both those happened. Where to me, the, um, they're just like, all right, let's just do something totally different. For like what I feel like it is, because obviously they were going to do a sequel because the first one was so successful and everyone sure, wanted a sequel. But for me, the sequel feels like one freaking inside joke after another. Yeah. It's like, oh, what, what if we bring in Julia Roberts? But she's okay. I, I like played. that part. That's the one I like part I like of the movie. <laughs> I, I like the Bruce, Bruce Willis cameo. That's the only thing I yeah, like. Yeah, that's about good the too. Part. That is but like the too. camera work and like the like there's so many times I'm like, can you zoom in, please? It's like, oh, it, it kills me. But yeah, it feels like nothing but like inside jokes and like and just it's trying just to be pointless. Like the story stylized. is pointless. And then by the, the end, it literally means nothing. Like it's yeah. pointless. Yeah, it's just, that's a terrible sequel. But yeah, 13 is good. good. But uh, but then 13, they're like, OK, uh, that didn't work. Let's go back, to the, back. to the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. then it's great again. And that's exactly what Indiana Jones did. And, sure. uh, you know, I, look, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll watch Temple of Doom if someone puts it on, maybe, it's or, not that bad. or if I go through, I'll maybe watch all three if I'm going to watch all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't enjoy watching it, but I can kind of get through it, even though I think Temple of Doom is a bad movie. Um, I, I don't see, I disagree, but like, it's clearly nowhere near Crusade or Raiders. No, it's nowhere near the other two, but I think it's also a, a borderline just bad movie. Like it's just not other than a few good action scenes, there's nothing sure. in that movie. There's nothing. Um annoying every character I just want to die. Every single well, character, including that's... Indiana Jones in that movie. Every character yeah. I want to just die. I hate everybody. Damn. <sighs> They're terrible. What uh... well, it's, un- it's understandable to hate the 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 co-star love interest because we oh, all know why she was a she's movie. She's just but... the worst. Oh, she's, she's terrible. So bad. Short rounds bad. Everyone's bad. I don't like anyone. But um, that's neither here nor there. But then they then they course correct and they're like, okay, no, it's an adventure movie. Let's go back to an adventure movie. And then it's like, yep. it's amazing to me. I like the third one slightly more than Raiders. I go back and forth. I I do too. Oh. Like they're 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 one A one B. But for me, as far as just enjoyment goes, I I I give the edge to 
to uh to Last Crusade. Just just a I'd slight probably, edge. I probably agree. And it's mostly and that slight edge is the dynamic between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. That that's yeah, the tipping that's, point. It's so yeah, good. Could. It's so good. Yeah. One of the best father son duos in in movie history. Oh, for sure. Two. Um, and it's funny. Originally, George Lucas was going to have the third movie set in like a haunted castle or a haunted mansion. It was Which like they uh, have a little bit of that. They do, yeah. When, <laughs> when he uh, when he goes to uh, Germany or whatever, but um, Scotland, Scotland, or no, it's uh, where where it's not Germany. It's Aust- Is it Austria? Oh yeah, it might be Austria. Yeah, I don't remember, but that's yeah. that's yeah, that that's fun. But um, yeah, it was weird. Anyway. Uh, I don't know why we started talking about any of those. Uh, we started talking about Steven Soderbergh. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Back to Contagion. No, but Contagion was fun. It was uh, yeah. obviously it it hits harder now than when it came out. So yeah, that's it's like good. number one on iTunes and freaking uh, yeah, of course. Amazon. I mean, that's why I watched it. They did it on the they they talked about it on the rewatchables, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that movie. Um, no, it was fun. I, it's just it's so weird the amount of people in that movie. Like yeah. every single character you see is a star, like every one of them. Oh yeah, and huge cast. B- but it's not set like an uns- ensemble movie. No, like like none of them. Even though you recognize them, you're never like, oh, here's this person. Like it it does a good job of portraying. It's almost like a like a documentary almost. Yeah, it's um from what I believe uh for from what I've heard the original book where we see that the movie is based on was supposed to be more like contagion where you're going from like all your globe trotting to all these different people wait this is different... based on world war z no but like it, it, it's <laughs> what the movie seems to be because that's how the books are where it's all these different perspectives okay. different stories focused around this one uh pandemic whereas right world war z ended up being you know kind of an action movie with brad pitt whatever but people um, hate that movie i enjoyed world war z I, I, I like it yeah and i'm not a mark forster fan other than that and yeah. um winnie the pooh i guess but um yeah, we but uh, but no, it's like um, yeah, because it's weird because you'll have a, a Academy Award actress like Kate Winslet in it for twenty minutes, and then you never yep. see her again. Gwyneth Paltrow in it right at the beginning. Uh, yeah, for like five minutes. Uh, uh what's her name? Um, Christopher Nolan girl. Uh, uh Marion Cotillard. Yeah, her. She's in it. Uh, Fishburne. Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston randomly shows up before anyone yeah, knew yeah. who he was. Really, oh, was this before, was like yeah. was was this. I guess like I guess Breaking Bad was going on at the time, but I, but it, like mostly it just started. It wasn't yeah. the huge hit it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took that show like till like what season three or something for that to really yeah catch three, fire. probably. Um, but yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston shows up in it, um, and then Matt Damon is amazing in that movie, and, and he's he barely lost does anything. Lately. Like he, yeah. he, you think he's the main character, and yeah. then he's then there's just not one. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, weird. But but it works. But that works. Um, and I I was I was listening. I was I was reading some stuff on it, and about how one of the things Soderbergh was doing was every thing in this movie involves like the characters personally. So like one of the big things oh, okay. was there's no, the, the, I mean there is news footage, but there's not like you're not seeing congress Whoa. gather and talk about it or the president talk about yeah. it behind the scenes or any of that stuff like oh, it's, yeah, it's all these characters perspectives which is so much more effective and that makes it seem it so much more realistic because you're not great. seeing because that's that's what we experience that's what we're experiencing now we don't know what's going on yeah no, that's, that's, i didn't think about that that's a really good point so i thought that was uh i thought it was well done and i think 
And I know a bunch of research was put into it on the how oh, yeah. how this stuff would be handled. And you can just Shows. tell, like you can just you can tell even to see what's happening now. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously this cranked up to you know a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like the mortality rate of the the, the disease right, is within what like, four days or something like that. So yeah, like millions of people have been infected. Yeah, 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 yeah like, so it's we're nowhere near that. No, it's nowhere. It's not even remotely close to that. But. But the it, whole, it's like, as close as we've that, ever had. It's yeah, as yeah, close yeah. as we've ever gotten. So it's still it's still just kind of cool to see. And, and you're seeing how difficult it is for anyone to deal with any of this. And how yeah. everyone, you know, you see it from the CDC and Lawrence Fishburne's perspective of the stuff he has to do. And then everyone hates him for doing it. You know, and it's like just no one can win. There's literally yeah. no way to win, really. And, and and there's no like kind of eureka moment where it's like I, mean, I know they they come up with a vaccine, but it's not yeah. like oh everything's back to normal now. It's like no, we I mean we've got a vaccine we're gonna start working on, but it's gonna take months to get society back to where it was. It's not like mm-hmm. you know it's not like a flash forward of Matt Damon and his daughter just walking through the town. And it's like oh hey everything's back to normal. It's like mm-hmm. no, it's still at the end she's having prom at their house. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, but uh, no, but I enjoyed it. It was. It was it was enjoyable, good movie for sure. Yes, yeah, it's, it's worth watching. Maybe not right now, but at some no, point. right now it's definitely worth watching. Right now, it's even better if you're not uh, if you're not if you don't worry, yeah, panic, if you don't panic, yeah, 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 not not good for that. But um, yeah, uh, for me, it's perfect for right now. Um, uh, how are you? Do you like the ending? Um, I'm trying to remember the ending is how they end it with the beginning. Oh yeah, I thought that was good. I liked yeah. that. Yeah, because it's kind of mystery element yeah. to it where you're like. Because that's the whole the the whole search for during the pandemic is finding patient zero and where it came from. So right. I liked how they didn't show it, and then at the very end, you're like, oh wow! And then also how close it rings to now, where it's you know from bats coming into right. contact with you know livestock. Right, and uh, you know because that's Kate Winslet's whole arc, and uh, you know all that kind of loses anything if you already know. Yeah. Like yeah, how it whole... literally starts with day two. Yeah. Like that the very first scene, it says day two. Yeah, because like if you showed at the beginning and then you show Gwen Paltrow die, it'd be like, okay, so just like you know, you'd be like, okay, why not just retrace all of her steps? And right. Then, I mean, granted, they do that in the movie, but no, it, it is so much more effective saving that for the end. I think. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, yeah, it's interesting because that is how um, that's how the flu works. I mean, obviously, obviously, the flu is the most prevalent virus that exists. Um, and, and because there's a million different strains or whatever, which is what, what this coronavirus is. And, um, so I, I obviously, as everyone else says, I've been listening to people talk about it and that, that is, that's how it starts. Cause basically all the flu viruses in the world all come from ducks Hmm. or some sort. I, I don't know if it's other avians as well, but it's mostly ducks, but the virus strand that they carry, we, uh, humans don't have receptors for it. Mm. So, so there's no ducks can't spread the flu to humans, mm. but they can't Weird. spread it to pigs or chickens. Uh, I don't know about that, but I know it's mostly pigs. And then pigs, when it when it uh, when pigs get infected, the virus mutates and then it can be passed on to humans. Weird, yeah, because I know uh, humans' immune systems are very similar to pigs so yeah so so any flu anything goes from basically duck to pig to human weird which then and then they all come out of china because of of just the the lack of proximity 
sanitary uh, regulations and just the sheer amount of people in a small area. You have livestock of pigs just in these crowded areas. And then, you know, eventually it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And it always, always seems to. Why don't don't we just kill the ducks? (laughs) I don't know. Are are ducks that important to the ecosystem? No, I couldn't tell you, man. I don't know. But, I mean, they're, um, they're cute, but like, come on, <laughs> like if we know where they're coming from. Yeah. So that's, that. that's just, again, I'm no expert. I don't know anything. This is what I've yeah. heard, which yeah, I don't thought was pretty us. interesting. Yeah, definitely don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't, don't be like, us. Mark and Ian told us to kill all the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't. <laughs> the one thing people take out of it. I we go yeah, viral for the wrong reason. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, I take it. Be. I take it at this point. Sure. No, we're there's no shallow. such thing as bad publicity, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But so it's funny in the movie, going back to the movie, so it goes from bats, you know, eating fruit and then pigs eating from that same fruit. And then that's where it comes from. So, yeah, you, you know, there's definitely real research put into it for sure. But it was fun. Oh, for sure. Um, those are only movies I've seen other than Movie Swap. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything other than The Way Back other than like rewatching old movies. Um, yeah. Because there hasn't been like a whole lot. I want like I've been meaning to see Doctor Sleep and Midway. Hopefully, I'll get to those some yeah. point. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, that's all I've seen. I think Doctor Sleep might be on the list that I have for you. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll wait for you then. It's not. Why do I not? That should be on the list. I don't know why it's not on the list. Oh, yeah, well, you can things. watch it. Whatever. I got okay, other cool. movies. Uh, Doctor Sleep was really good. Yeah, that's I enjoyed it a lot. Um, anyway, all right. So moving on to movie swap. Wasted enough time. All right, so I watched Hook this week, and Ian watched Rain Man. So, uh, Ian, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. Um, okay, we'll start. Yeah, with, I... We'll start with the best. <laughs> well, uh, I saw Rain Man. Uh, I never seen it. Got, never got around to it. It's heard just nothing fascinating. But good things. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't tell you why I never saw it, but um, Academy Award no, winning, and I, I can see why. Although I'm gonna say hot take here. I think Tom Cruise was better. Thank you. Thank you. That's not a hot take for me. He had the harder role. I know. He is the movie. He is the movie. From start to finish. It is his movie. Because don't get me wrong. Dustin Hoffman is great. I mean, obviously, he he, he did great research into the little quirks and mannerisms of someone with autism. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. But once you get that down, you just have to do that for the whole movie. Yep. Tom Cruise has to carry the whole movie. Yep. He is the one with the character arc. Yeah, and he's the one you empathize with because, my, my God, I might kill him if I was in Tom Cruise's situation. Like, <laughs> when they're stuck in the phone booth, I'm like, I, I had to fast forward. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it with the rambling. And then, like, Tom Cruise is getting more and more stressed out, and they're just closed together in this little, like, yep. confined space. I was like, oh, my God. But, no, yep. I, I think he was great. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. He got zero love. Absolutely zero love. Not even movie. a nomination? No, nothing. Not, not nominated oh. for anything. Not God. anything. Not Golden Globe, not BAFTA, not anything. So did Hoffman win for supporting? No, he won for best actor in leading best, role. Uh, I see, see, to me, that'd be supporting and Tom Cruise would be leading. I, I would agree. I mean, I, I mean, he is in the entire movie. So Yeah, he is. Like, obviously, you can say, I mean, I, I get you put, I, I mean, Dustin Hoffman, I get being in the leading oh, he's role because no, he's no, in every yeah. scene. Sure. But but he's not the leading man. No, and and, and this really isn't his story. It's no. Charlie's story. No, he doesn't change at all. Nothing happens to Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. 
you know, he he's the same when you le- when he when the movie's over and when it starts. Yeah. And it's all it's yeah, all about Charlie's. It's all Charlie's movie. Yeah, and I, I was surprised because I remember you know like always hearing the premise about he you know he finds out he has an autistic brother and then he takes him to um card count and willing a bunch of money, but that, <laughs> that really that's only like the last like half an hour really. Yeah, it's not even that long. No, because um, like I was also the other thing I was thinking about is how many uh, road trip movies you've given me. Oh, this yeah. is definitely another one. Oh shoot! Like plane is an automobile. Yeah, let's see. Um, Hang on. Uh... The sure thing. Yep, yep, the sure thing. Plane chase automobiles. Uh, what else? I don't remember what else I've given you. I don't have the list pulled up here. I, I counted. It was like it was like three or four. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's. But yeah, yeah like I, 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 like I never um, remember hearing it. Like the Stand by Me could kind of be a road trip, but it's more you know walking. But um. Yeah. Dumb Dumber. Uh, there's another yep, one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought about that. That's that a was, good point. That was interesting. It's a good point. But um. But no, like, um, it's, I mean, I, I can't think of a single thing to complain about. I forget who directed it. Um, um I think it's Mark Johnson. Okay. I can't, I can't remember. I can't like, you know, recognize the name, but, um, the music is great. Cause Hans Zimmer did the score, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Or the soundtrack. Yep. yep. Um, Oh no, no, it's I mean, uh, freaking... uh, shoot who, uh, uh, Barry Levinson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now like it, it's, I mean, it's, it's very heartfelt. I mean, like I was, I was choking up a little bit at the end. Because yeah, is the to me like what really sets this movie above so many is is the character arc of Tom Cruise. Like that's yeah. so well done. Because yeah. at first you're like, dude, this guy is pretty hateable. Oh, he's terrible. Um, he's he's dropping some hard. He's R's. the worst. I mean, he's he's not good. I mean, granted, Dustin Hoffman would drive anyone you know who's not used to him up the like the people who work at those institutes. The doctor have the patience of saints. It's like my god, yeah. like to be able to do that and like you know. Uh, work with these people but now it's like he's he's pretty awful to start with like how he treats his girlfriend too like my god yeah but like no but like compare that to like the last scene where he you know he finally kind of gives over i guess you know custodianship or whatever of uh of raymond is like which is even better because that's what he wanted the whole time yeah i know right and it and it happens but then he doesn't want it to happen so it's yeah that, that was so well done yeah, and awesome. like, yeah, for some reason, it wasn't a sad ending because I remember, no. I don't know why I thought like he went to prison at the end. Um, but so I'm glad that didn't happen. But no, it was, it was really good. I mean, I don't know what else, what else to say. Yeah, this won Best Picture, Best uh, Actor, oh, yeah, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Um, yeah. And it was nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Art and Set Direction, Best Editing, and Best Score. Wow. So yeah, no, it cleaned up. It won the Golden Globe as well for Best Picture and Best Actor, um, nominated Best Director and Screenplay for. Uh, I I I, I totally get well. Best Picture. I, I just think it should have won Best Actor for Tom and then Best Supporting for Dustin Hoffman. I totally agree. Uh, completely agree. This was uh, but but you got to think about it. This was the first. This is probably the first like major, um like Tom Cruise like big time acting role. That's uh, sure. Yeah. Cuz he was still coming off of uh, you know, I mean he had just I mean, well, I guess you could count Color of Money as maybe his first, but he's still playing the same kid from Yeah, from he's Top still Gun and, and all those. He's he was the same Risky character. Business. Let's see. After Risky Business, he basically started playing the same character 
all the right moves, Top Gun, Color of Money, Cocktail. He's all basically the same type of person. And then Rain Man hits the same year Cocktail comes out. Yeah, because then after this, you get like Jerry Maguire and other stuff like no, after, that. The very next thing he did was Born on the Fourth of July, which is a movie oh, I refused to watch, but he was nominated for Academy Award. Yeah, because that's a big you know, acting one for him. So, you know, it's just one of those where I, I, I think this had to do with um, track record. Yeah, because the Academy does it sometimes where they're like, they do it know, all the time. To, yeah, and then all other the times time. they'll, they'll, they'll give it to a newcomer like Emma Stone or Jennifer Lawrence, but most of the time it's you have to yeah, wait but they're not going to give it to years. someone like tom cruise right off the bat no no totally same way same reason they give it to sylvester stallone the year yep. for creed well that's a little different that that was a little different because that's like totally different career that's period. what i'm saying like but, it's not like he's a hot shot but like or like a newcomer but it's right, like right oh that's not really this isn't really his wheelhouse it's like still he killed it oh yeah no he's amazing um but yeah so this was the first I guess for lack of a better term, really serious role for Tom Cruise. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And so I feel like it just surprised probably a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, and you're you're going to give it to the established actor who's doing the, the disability, know, the disability yeah. thing, which I yeah, think if, this is the first time that really happened, right? What, like um, the actor does the a... big time, big time actor does the disability role. Might be. Yeah, because I know a lot of people after this try to kind of capitalize off it. Yeah, like Sean Payton. Uh, not all the time, like no, Sean Penn and I no, Sam. No, not every time. Uh, in, but... in, the famous, in the famous Robert Downey Jr. speech in uh, Tropic Thunder. Well, that's totally different, but... Uh... It, no, this oh, is what he oh, talks well, about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you never go full R. Yeah, one of the one of the few funny parts of that very oh, overrated, please. terrible movie. Um, Stop it. It's a terrible movie. It's no, terrible movie. you're in the minority on that one. It's a horrible movie. It's not, though. It's bad. Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Cruise are the two saving graces of, of Tropic Thunder. Yeah, and they're a huge part of the no, movie. No, they're so not. No, they're they not. Are. You know how Robert many Downey scenes Jr. Robert Downey Jr. has? He has like eight minutes of talking time. Oh, please. Look it up. Look it up. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Right. That'd be a fun movie to watch for me to point out to Ian why this movie's why that movie's stupid. But anyway. Uh, it's not going to work. This movie's, I know it's, I know this it's stupid, great. but... It's stupid and not funny, so therefore it's bad. Um, but yeah, no, Rain Man's fantastic. Great movie. Um, Tom Cruise, underrated performance. Not nearly oh, the, the credit sure. that he deserves for uh, for that. And uh, But yeah, great movie for sure. All right, so Rain Man came out in 1988. Of course, it won everything, Oscars yeah. that year. Um, it was a budget of $25 million. It made over $350 million worldwide. Wow. I don't know if it was the highest grossing movie of the, of the year. It was definitely like in the top five for sure. Shocking. Yeah, I would um, not expect a movie like this to be highest grossing, but still. And um, yeah, it's got an eight on IMDb. It's got a 90% both critic and audience score on wow. Rotten Tomatoes, which is rare to see. Yeah, and it's got a 3.8 rating on Letterboxd, which I think is ridiculously low. That's that's way too low. Yeah, I think that's preposterous. I don't know how how anyone could rate this movie under four stars. I just I, I don't. I, probably just contrarian people are like, oh, not as good as people say. I I I guess I guess. don't even watch the whole movie usually. Anyway, great movie. Surprised you hadn't seen it. Glad you finally were able to uh, able Me to too. watch it. All right, moving on. I watched to another Dustin Hoffman movie. 
Yeah, a much worse Dustin Hoffman movie. Oh, please. It wasn't that bad. Come on. No, but it's much worse compared to Rain Man. Compared to Rain Man, sure, um, but a lot of movies are. That's true. That is true. Um, Hook, movie I've not seen. Um, just... Out of spite? I, I didn't... No, 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 not out of spite. Um, I didn't grow up with it. I just didn't grow up with this movie. This was right, never your, around. Your dad didn't like Robin Williams, right? My dad was not a big Robin Williams fan, so I didn't... I didn't grow up watching a lot of uh, a lot of Robin Williams movies. I still have only seen a handful of Robin Williams movies. I like I too. Like uh, I know people love like Good Morning Vietnam and other movies like that. But I, I've, my dad does I'll, like that movie. That's one of the few ones. That he does see, that's like. the one I don't love. Like his monologues are great, but I don't love the movie. Um, this is weird. But like, yeah, this Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, like, and of course Aladdin are like yeah. the staples. I feel Aladdin like. was the one I grew up with for the longest sure. time. That was the only thing I knew Robin Williams from really. Other than just as Robin Williams, I mean that's um, enough. And then uh, obviously I knew him from Night at the Museum as a kid. Oh right, uh, which actually was yeah. his last role, Night at the Museum three. Was, was it really? His, was his last movie? Yeah, unfortunately. I never um, saw any of those. Oh yeah, I know the first one's on your list. Um, okay. The the others no 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 don't don't ever sure. do comedy sequels no. Yeah, but, I'll uh, no, the first okay. one's fun. First one was a lot of fun. Um, Hook is weird i think that's it is weird. it's it's uh i i i can't get a handle on what this movie is like even uh-huh. after watching it's just like i have no idea what i watched i have no okay, idea what happened like i i don't know what the message of this movie is i don't know what the tone of this movie is that's weird i i can't figure it out because it's like it seems like he's it's so kitty like and kid like and then all of a sudden these other things happen you're like that's not for kids like what what is going on like it's so bizarre it's this weird mesh of like five different movies and different tones all kind of crammed into one and no one knows what they're really supposed to do including robin williams Dustin Hoffman's the only one who knows because he doesn't care and he's just like all right i'm going full-on uh like sesame street bad guy He's great though. Like, but yeah, no, it's fun. No, it works. It works. He's so unrecognizable. Like I still have problems watching it and be like, "That's Dustin Hoffman." No, yeah, it, no, for sure. It looks nothing like him. And it sounds nothing like him. No, because he does that. We- he has those weird teeth that he does that weird like lit, like lisp, snarl, yeah, yeah. Lisp thing. Like yeah, it's 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 odd. But I uh, know he's the only one who's consistent throughout the entire movie. Right. No one else is. Not yeah. a single character. Um, I mean, the, maybe the kids, but yeah, 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 the kids. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Uh, no. I definitely didn't hate it. It was, it was fun. Um, I, like I love, I love Peter Pan. That's yeah, one of I my favorite really. Disney movies. Um, big but fan. I love those. And so I liked that aspect of it. It was something different, at least. Yeah, I, I like the aspect of oh yeah, all this stuff from Peter Pan, then like nostal- yeah. the, the nostalgia of it. I did enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. It's just so weird. This is Peter Pan. He forgot who he Peter was, Pan. and he grew up, and he doesn't know. It's like it's such a weird story. It is such a weird story, and then yeah, the I tone is just all over the place. It is, yeah, but that's kind of like nineties. I mean, a lot of yeah, well, that is true. That that is very true. Like. I'm telling this is a movie for kids, even though there's parts of it that are sure. not. It's I, like I would have enjoyed this movie, I'm sure, more if I had grown up watching it. Yeah. Uh, my biggest I, I almost had a spit take 
when I saw Julia Roberts in it because I totally didn't oh, remember yeah, that totally she was forgot. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even recognize her at first because she's doing this weird voice and I couldn't. And the short haircut. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously that too. But like, um, was it my, when she like became uh, full size? Well, well, no. I mean, I recognized her before then, but um. I, I, I don't know. Her voice was so weird. Like, I almost thought it was like Lori Petty. Yeah, it was kind of nasally. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I I did not I did not think it was her at all. Then all of a sudden, they like, you know, show her at some point. And I was just like, what? <laughs> totally threw me off. Because she's sure. not acting any. She's almost acting like a kid. Like, she's not acting anything like Julie Roberts. But then she does sense. later in the movie. She just starts yeah, to act yeah. like Julie Roberts. And you're like, wait a minute. Wh- why? What? Yeah, that's the, that's no, the I'm confused. Comes where she like starts to fall in love with Peter or something. It's it's so bad that it's <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know whose idea that was, but it's not. It's like, did did you not have enough going on in this movie? Yeah, that, we didn't need that. Good. We didn't need that. Um, yeah. No, you know, no place for that. Um, I mean, Robin Williams is fun, obviously, because he just has fun in every role he's in. Yeah, he, he makes the most of it. Um, he's good with kids. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that that was all fun just watching him with the with the kids throughout most of the movie. Um, I really hated his kid. Oh, uh, the the son. Oh, he's terrible. That's one yeah, of the worst child actors I've ever seen. Um, and, and he's just annoying. The character. He's it's a bad character. It's an annoying character, and it's just it, that kid's terrible. Um, the girl's good. Um, yeah, the girl's good. Yeah, I liked her, but the son was annoying. I really didn't want him to save him all that much. I know, like it, it sucks because I, I like <laughs> I like the scene where he realizes that his happy moment is you know him being a father, and that's what allows him to become Peter Pan again. But then when you see who it's for, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I get it because that was the first one. Like, I get it, but yeah, why can't it be for the daughter? <laughs> we, like, yeah, no, the, like if, if it had just been the daughter, not even the son, it would been like it would been fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what they were doing, but again, it's like, did you need that in the movie too? There's just so much. In this movie, there's so many there subplots going on. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. There's so many character moments happening. It's uh, it's it's too much. Which but, again, oh, oh. I mean, that's that's it's kind of typical Steven Spielberg with, yeah. with a lot of stuff. It, for the other the other thing we forgot to mention is freaking Bob Hoskins is Schmee. Oh yeah, he's great. He's great. It's always Fantastic. good to see Bob Hoskins. And him him and Dustin Hoffman are great. They're oh uh, and the weirdest cameo ever. So apparently Glenn Close is one of the pirates that gets put in the, the boo-boo box or whatever. What? Yeah, apparently that's one of those pirates is Glenn Close. I've never seen that, like, and to this day, I still can't see her, but apparently it's uh, she was a cameo like, as one of the pirates. And I'm like, what? Okay. Dude, Yeah. this is even weirder than I thought. I'm looking up the cast now. Phil Collins is in it. That's right. I forgot he was. I didn't even reckon I didn't even recognize him in the movie at any point. Yeah, yeah. Um apparently Carrie Fisher is in it as an uncredited cameo. George uh, Lucas is apparently in it what? as an uncredited cameo. He was probably a pirate. Um uh who uh yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, that threw me off. Cause Watch. she's she's, oh, she's Wendy. Right. Yeah. And I remember watching that Forgot. and I was just like Wait, that like she's not that young, old. Like I, it it threw me off. I was just like, sure, sure. I swear that's Gwyneth Paltrow, but it that doesn't make any it, sense. It, it totally is. Yeah. But it is. It definitely is. I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's Glenn Close as uh, Gutless. I think that wasn't the one they put in the boo-boo box. I, I don't I don't know. I didn't recognize oh, so him. Weird. I didn't recognize no, I'll be, him. But, you can't. Uh, let's see. Who else was in this? Um, Jimmy Buffett is an uncredited. He's a, a pirate, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um. No, there's a lot of people in this movie. I didn't know all that. <laughs> I didn't, but I never saw Carrie Fisher or George oh. Lucas, who are apparently both in the movie, uncredited somewhere. Uh, who yeah, knew? who knows? I wish I had known this before, and I would have been watching for all these people. I know. Now I need to go back. But uh, no, it's a we- weird movie. It, it was fine. It was fine. I enjoyed parts of it. Um, yeah. It was it was fun. Nice, nice, mindless type movie. I mean, uh, it it really is unique and like, it's not like any other you've seen. That's, that's definitely true. That's for sure. (laughs) But very weird. Um, would have liked it a lot more if I grew up on it. Uh, wish, and it's way too long. It's another one. It's almost two and a half hours long. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's 142 minutes. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, but they need it to be that long because they crammed so many things into it. They did. So I, it, does, I, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really feel like it's super long just because there's so much stuff they have to tell. That must be why, yeah. Definitely could have been a little shorter. But, um, sure. uh, yeah, so, hook, let's see. It's got a 6.8 on IMDb. It, what, let's see, what was the budget for this? $70 million movie made just over $300 million. So oh, a very wow. successful movie. Yeah. Um, it's got a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score and 76% audience score. That's better. And, um, then it's got a 3.3 on Letterboxd. So yeah, not bad. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. About, about average. Critics were a bit harsh, but yeah, yeah. The run, yeah. Run the critics on Rotten Tomatoes is a little harsh, but Rotten Tomatoes is a dumb rating system anyway. That's true. Um, all right. So that's movie swap. Now time to pick uh, the ones for next week, Ian. So, Ian, do you know what you want me to watch? Because I know what I want you to watch. Yeah, I've got mine. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you first. All right. We're sticking with uh, sticking with this guy because for some reason you haven't seen enough of these movies, so you're watching Risky Business. Uh, okay. All right. We're sticking with Tom Cruise for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's all right. He's got a lot of good movies. So we're watching a breakout role for Tom Cruise um, after... Or well, not breakout role. Taps breakout role, but the the starring big starring role, yeah. For uh, for Tom Cruise, really kicked everything off. Nineteen eighty three's, risky business. Okay. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, and uh, and the start of uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's, that's quite a it. big. You know, I don't know if he wrote it for this movie, but it's in it. It in this movie was was big. That's what made it. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody knows that song. Mm-hmm. So it, it, when you see it, it's like, oh, oh, this this cheesy scene. But you're like, no, 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 this 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 was the first time it had. Sure. It had really. It's like, uh, it like the Celine Dion Titanic song. Yeah, no, this definitely wasn't wasn't made for this. Uh, it, I it was definitely so, yeah. it, No, I didn't think so either. It came out like a, a couple of years before. But um, oh, OK, but this but, is what everyone like knew it from. This was a big, big boom for the. For the song, for sure. Yeah. So, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's really all right. Watch. Well, I can't complain. Uh, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have something a little bit less weird. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> not not weird at all, actually. Um, I'm gonna have you watch one that uh, I think we talked about when we met. 
that I was surprised I hadn't seen. Uh, this one was kind of a sleeper. Not many people saw it or really raved about it, but I remember my dad seeing it. He just loved it. It's a really good movie. Uh, I'm going to have you watch Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah, I know absolutely nothing about this movie. So this is a it's a sleeper that came out. Uh, it was with Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts again. Uh, I mean, oh, Tom, is this that movie? Uh, no, Tom I, Hanks, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think I know. I think I yeah. So the, it's it's based on a true story. It's about the the Russian invasion of Afghanistan and how the CIA kind of helped the, the Mujahideen uh, defeat the Soviet Union. Uh, but it's written by Aaron Sorkin. It's really like fun ah, and like there well we done. Go. It's not like a drama. It's not like something like, oh, God, here we go, like a history lesson. It's really like fun and well done, really well written script, obviously. But um, no, I, I enjoy it a lot. It's a really good movie. Uh, it's a really interesting topic that you don't hear about uh, often enough. But um, I think you'll like it. Yeah, stick them with Julia Roberts, too. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't intend on that. But <laughs> then you got like Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's great, and sure. of course Tom Hanks. Sure. But yeah, it's a good movie. All right, fair enough. So next week I'm watching Charlie Wilson's War and Ian is watching um, uh, Risky Business. Business. All right, perfect. All right, enough of that. Now to talk about Batman, which I forgot to mention right off the start, although you guys already know because it's in the title. But we're uh, we're back in Adam West Batman. Oh, yeah. Ta- we're talking um, a couple of good episodes. we got some Joker episodes. The Joker trumps an ace and Batman sets the pace. So, um... Yeah, we might as well just go ahead and get into those. These are episodes... Oh, shoot, 20. I already lost it. It's uh, episode 25 and 26 of the first season, so we're getting close to the end of the first season. I know. And uh, <laughs> second season will be there for a while. But uh, Yeah, and I, we gotta find a way to, I got to find a way to watch those for a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. You need to just get all of them because they're great. But... Uh, Anyway, so we got Joker, Trumps, and Ace, Batman Sets Pace. This is one that I remember very vividly uh, watching up. This this one, very familiar. Really? I remember a lot of this with the Maharaja and oh, sure. stealing the golf clubs and the Maharaja and all that stuff. So, Ian, what are your uh, overall thoughts on these two episodes? Uh, not bad. Um, maybe one of the, I think, one of the Joker episodes I've probably enjoyed the most. Um, the, the plot is a little less, uh, definitely less, like, out there and, crazy and ridiculous as compared to the last couple maybe um which is saying a lot <laughs> it's saying a lot because some stuff with the mujahideen and then the weird vanishing uh mirror tricks <laughs> yeah yeah but i will say uh also how batman and robin get out of their their you know their mid uh mid episode uh trap is uh is one like practical and two like pretty like well done and smart yeah i know uh, it's one it's, of the better um it's one of the better cliffhangers for sure for sure. And then, yeah, but how they get out of it isn't like you're, uh, you know, ricocheting a, a batarang off this and then it, <laughs> it triggers this and then this guy falls. Holding up, like... up holding up your bulletproof soles of your shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this one's like, oh, that's actually what, like, you know, actual people would think of if they were yeah. in that situation. Yeah, uh, it's so. a solid one there. Uh, the, he traps some Joker traps, Batman and Robin in a smokestack. Yeah. And, uh. Of and, course, there's a toxic gas. So it's filled. No, no, no. It's deadly gas. Deadly gas. That's right. It, it lets you know that because it's labeled deadly gas. There's a sign at the bottom. Yeah, yep, there is. <laughs> and it uh, starts filling it up with that. And, you know, they can't they can't throw their bat ropes up because it's too small of an area. And it's like 50 feet up and there's nowhere. No, you know, they, they don't have they don't have the grappling hooks. So they're not going to you know, they can't really get out. But what they do is they just go back to back and just shimmy up the. 
of the thing, and you're just like, all right, wow, an actual that would work. somewhat practical escape. It looks, like, they, it looks like they're actually doing it to their credit. It like, does. Um, I don't know how they did that because it does look like they're doing it for real. They might, I good. mean, granted, granted, it was probably only like five feet high or something, but, well, I think sure, actually, but still, it, it looks, looks like good. they're actually doing it, yeah. And uh, so they climb above the above the gas and are able to then escape out of the top of the smokestack. And then, of course, there's a nice uh, a nice zip line just ready oh, yeah. for them up there. <laughs> like they don't they don't throw a bat rope or anything. They just have a no. zip line up there, and they can just come right down and right and it goes right to the Batmobile. Like it's it's very convenient. it's almost like they set it up. Like it's almost it's fantastic. But uh, <laughs> that's definitely one of the better cliffhanger uh, reveals for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's another great Joker performance. Of course, there, there's not a bad Cesar Romero Joker performance. I mean, it's just not any of the top villains. None of them ever have a bad performance ever between Julie Newmar, Cesar Romero, Frank Gorshin, Burgess Meredith. There's not a bad performance among them. And and there's really not a bad performance with almost any of the guest villains. No, I mean, there's some, there's some questionable episodes, but the performances are, there are, but, uh, no, the performances are usually pretty good. Um, man, it's, uh, but yeah, he's just, he's, he's great. Um, and this is a, this is the last Joker episode for this season too. Um, oh, sure. so, and he's not going to be around for, for a little while till oh, wow. well into the second season, unfortunately. So Damn. last time we'll get to see Cesar Romero for a while. What if it was like some scheduling, like he was busy. Oh, I'm stuff. sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's uh it's, it's, it's surprising how little, these villains are in the show overall. Like, it is, yeah. Each one, I mean, are only for in how iconic they are. A handful of episodes. Yeah. Um, I think the most is Burgess Meredith, and he might be in ten, maybe wow. through like all, all of the seasons. Um, yeah. actually, let's see. I can look that up over here. Um, let's see. Okay, no, it's more than that. It's 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 significantly more than that. Um, okay. Penguin and Joker are the most at twenty two episodes and twenty one episodes. Of course, this is out of a hundred and twenty episodes. Yeah, yeah. So it's still not that many. It's and still then, overriding. Yeah. Julie Newmar's in thirteen, and again, these are like, like the, you know, it's really, it's really is like like half, eleven episodes half because, yeah, half you know, they count each one of these as an episode. So right, it's really half of that. So it's even yeah. less. Uh, it's even less than that, actually. But um, Julie Newmar's only in thirteen. Um, Frank Orson's only in ten. Wow. So yeah, it's you know it's it's surprising how little they're in it, but just how big of an impact and how memorable they are. Yeah, for sure. They're all so great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a uh, interesting episode where the Maharaja. From somewhere, I don't remember some made up country. It's probably best not to say. <laughs> is uh, it's I'm sure it's a made up country. Most of the countries hope so. are made up. Yeah, because I don't think you could uh, get away with an actual country and then not be outraged. Ah, you could in the '60s. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the countries probably like weren't even founded before then. That's true too. But uh, so he's visiting Gotham and he's gonna play. Golf. He plays golf with like gold and jewel oh, golf see. clubs, which is very very impractical, but. <laughs> you know, may, sure that that's fun. Um, but it starts with this random heist. Definitely random, and uh, it has nothing say, to do with uh, anything, really. And I would say unnecessary. It's because, very unnecessary <laughs> because what they steal is uh, a pin, quite easy to find, like a hairpin. Hair 
yeah. a silver whatever hairpin or whatever to, to use to set up the trap in the golf hole. And it's yeah. just like, really? You needed that? For uh, that? that? That, yeah, that, that was definitely we had to pad the runtime some. Yeah, a uh, little bit. There's a lot of padding the runtime in this episode. Oh, but, sure, uh, but that, that definitely sticks out. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Also, apparently he steals a hole to a golf course, which just makes no sense either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Joker's plan, when they putt into the hole, it sends out gas and knocks everyone out, and they take the clubs and take the Maharaja and run away, and Batman and Robin try and chase him, but then the the van disappears just into thin air. Yeah. It's almost like it's an editing trick, but yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden there's a miniature of the exact same van down there. So now it's like, what did it shrink? Like we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. The show, the show, I mean, no, we haven't done shrinking yet in the show. Have we? I don't think so. I think so either. Yeah. The show, show hasn't quite gone that far into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. Um, it might later. Oh, I'm sure it probably will. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't think of any specific episodes, but no, it probably doesn't. That that's too high of technology. Ah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they can't do like someone smaller. They keep it reserved. But uh, they could barely do it in Hook. But um. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost thirty years later. But uh, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Of course, it ends up being these mirrors. They use these. They they, they they don't explain it that they this show does a good job of being like mirrors and then you're just like oh okay that makes sense without yes. explaining how this possibly like could be done you're just like oh yeah david copfield used mirrors it's possible somehow and you're just like yeah, okay it, fair enough it's kind of like back in the 90s where like every movie used microchips to explain like ridiculous yeah, yeah. technology it's like oh you have a microchip in someone's brain you can control them it's like that's not what microchips are right <laughs> but but back then, that was just how you explain stuff. Or like nanotechnology now. Yeah, definitely nano. All they have to do is just say nanotechnology. It's like, okay, yeah. we can do anything. Literally yeah, exactly. anything. It can do whatever we want from now on. It's like, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, that's fun. Um, but it's, yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, a, lot, a lot of weird stuff happens in this episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, like the, the, his his plot is pretty streamlined. Uh, it streamlined. is. It is. He, he kidnaps the Maharaja up. and he's holding him for ransom. Yeah. It's not like he's going to have him do this ridiculous plot where the you know Misha, uh, Maharaja goes undercover and then all this weird stuff. No, it's, it's pretty straightforward kidnapping. It ends up being a lot more complicated by the end. It does, but... yeah. <laughs> but you have to have some type of, you know, reveal. and. I like the reveal, though. I think the That's reveal well is done. good. I think it's actually yeah. well done. Like, not well, even like... not even like just for this show, but like for any you know, p- procedural or whatever. Like, I feel it's, like that's not a bad thing. Solid twist. It ends up where Joker was masquerading himself as the Maharaja with this like big fat suit. And they do a good job of pointing out, you know, that they're never seen twice. It's like, Oh, they actually kept that up. Whereas like yeah. other movies, like we'll say that. And then they'll go back and like digitally take out a character or add in a character. Like, ah, oh, that, that wasn't there before. And I, I but... have one, one issue with this though. Oh, and um, actually, I'm looking at this uh, screenshot of them cl- shimmying up the smokestack back to back. Right. There's a dark black line right in the middle of it. I don't know what that could be, but it's I it's mean... it's it's clearly probably because these were not shot in the same shot. Ah. And oh. Robin is clearly not Robin. Um, oh, really? I even know. No, that. it's definitely a stunt stunt person. Yeah. It's not. It's not Burt Ward. And so I'm sure, I mean, obviously I'm sure it's not Adam West either, 
But if that's the case, then they might actually be doing it for real if it's you yeah, know, yeah, actually stunt like people. It, yeah. So, I mean, it looks good. Anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> no, my one problem with the Joker being the Maharaja, why was he the Maharaja in the uh, magic shop when Bruce uses the prism to look through the two-way That is weird, thing? yeah. Why? Because then, then they show up later on, and it's a big surprise. Yeah. Why um, why, why was he dressed as the Maharaja getting served by the other henchmen? Uh, maybe he was testing out the costume. It doesn't look like. It looks like he's just chilling and drinking. Oh, no, he's definitely chilling, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah he's breaking it in. That's know. one part where I'm just like, eh, you know, that... that... That yeah, doesn't quite you, add up. Yeah, when you go back, you're like, well, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, hey, at least they keep up with continuity. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Um, and that's fun. We get a nice mo- – we get a great a teaching moment where Batman is – you know, once he sees the the uh, Maharaja in in the, you know, the, the magic shop through the two-way glass, he it's like, oh, all right, we got to get into this thing. Now, it's like apparently Smack Shop is up against a cave? Or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. But and up okay, in the mountains. yeah, I I don't know why a novelty shop is anyway. It doesn't matter. But it's built like a fortress, so they're trying to figure out how to get in. And Mammon's like, I saw a grating, you know, off, you know, at the back, which clearly leads to some sort of ventilation shaft or something. It's like, all right, great. And then Robin's like, well, how can we figure out where it is? It's like, all right, well, using my trigonometry, we go this way and then oh, this yeah. way and then it's there. And I'm like, and then Robin's like, man, all right, I'm never going to complain about school again. And I'm just like, yes. All right. I am here for these moments in this show. I am <laughs> no, I w- all about the Batman schooling Robin on different things. I live for that with this show. Now, the even better, the better moment of that in this episode is when they're on the golf course and the van is like chasing away or whatever. And, and Robin's like, we need to do like a peel out and go after them. And, and Batman's like, no, I can't do that to the golfers. It's like, if we did that, the AstroTurf would be ruined for years. It's like, that's awesome. <laughs> well, not the AstroTurf, but the, 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 you know, yeah, the grass. The actual grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that is a great, great moment. Yeah, that's a great moment too. It's like just not even like a law. It's like, oh, no, it'd be, it'd be rude to the golfers. And yep. this is a very important, classy sport. I, and that was great. That is that is a great one. Also, how he like stops and talks with the uh, the head of the golf club as he's like oh, yeah. running. They're trying to run to get to the thing, and he's just like, "Oh, but he has to be polite and like you know talk to the talk to the owner." And then <laughs> that's I, I like that a lot. Anything like that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of good moments with uh, with well, that. Um, again, the cliffhanger is definitely one of the better ones. It's definitely one of the most memorable ones. I mean, I remember this episode very, very clearly. Mostly for that. Um, I remember the smokestack and them climbing out of the, out of the thing, uh, quite a bit. But, so, eventually, like, Batman, he can't save the Maharaja, because every time, oh, well, actually, so, after the trigonometry thing, they, they find the grate. Also, hand go back and go back to that other thing again. The fact that they're looking at a photograph of the building, building. but it's in this ornate frame (laughs) as well in the Batcave. Yeah, it's man, spare no expense, man. I I guess it's like yeah, they were really proud of the photograph. I guess I know. Yeah, they. I mean, they took the time to literally get this sized and framed (laughs) like professionally. It's uh, that's yeah, that's that's very funny. But um, 
Anyway, so after the trigonometry thing, they 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 find the du- like the air duct or whatever, and Robin's like, "All right, I'm going down." And Batman's just like, "No, no, no." Uh, wh- oh, what does he say? He says, okay. uh, "I forgot the word that he says, but he's like seniority, like crime yeah. fighter seniority or something." I don't remember exactly what word he uses, but that's great. Where he's like, "No, no, no, I'm going first. <laughs> <laughs> and they go down, and uh, but apparently Joker's like mostly ready because he's got a a big panel that's labeled surprise attack defense oh, yeah. pan- panel, that which is good. that might be the best label we've seen yet on this show. That's pretty good. I mean, that is up there with one of the best we've seen. Surprise attack defense panel. <laughs> that's a good one. Batman doesn't even have something that that specific. Oh no. Um, it doesn't really do anything. It just like sends what, it sounds like streamers weird... and and, and yeah, honking like we... noises and like confetti and. I don't yeah, know. Like I guess I, it's just to like discombobulate people. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, that's I guess, basically yeah. what the Batmobile's anti-theft device does. Sure, it gives so, you a chance you know, to escape. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then of course, Batman and Robin beat everyone else up except for Joker and the girl. They they get away. Oh yeah, there's another uh, doe-eyed uh, yeah another woman, another girl who's infatuated with the villain. Yeah. Um, but it and you know the Maharaja wasn't there, so. Uh, Gordon or uh, Joker ends up contacting the police with the police band and and about the ransom, you know, half a million dollars, and the Maharaja is gonna pay for it himself, but Batman has to help, and that's part of the deal. He has to help paying the ransom with a personal check <laughs> of the Maharaja, and he has to be the one to like sign it over. So he basically it, has yeah. to be a part of this payoff, and Batman does not like that at all. <laughs> not a fan. Which also, yeah. if you think about it, was I don't know why you would have Batman of all people. It's because it's what do you mean? It's the Joker. Of course, you has to have Batman. It's all about humiliating Batman. Oh sure, but then it's like I mean, Batman's gonna be the one who. Is it doesn't matter. That, that's the problem with all these villains. <laughs> sure. Again, they they every episode they could easily kill them and they never do. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so of course they meet at the bank, and uh, I I love. I didn't realize this till right now. The name of the bank is Gotham City State Bank. That's the actual name. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I didn't either. I was just looking up some of this. Just I just have some of the write-ups here just to go through the story. And it literally the Gotham City State Bank. That's pretty good. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and, you know, so the Maharaja shows up and he's going to write a check. Best part, best line of the whole movie is this part because he goes down to write the check and he's making it out to Batman and Batman just goes, Batman one T. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the way he says it too, it's not like condescending or anything. It's like, it's like, he it's like, it's like a teacher actually telling a kid like, yep. it's so good. That is the best line of the entire episode. But, but it's, even be- it's also even better if you think about who's writing it. Right. <laughs> best. That's one of my favorite Batman lines. I mean, that is up there with I. I shouldn't wish to attract attention. I mean, that is <laughs> yeah. that's the best one of all time. But like, this is I, this is up get, there, man. It's just how he delivers it too, with his voice and just completely Adam West deadpan. is just the greatest. He's the greatest human being ever to live. Uh, I can't argue with that. He's 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 a freaking joy, and th- this is just one of the greatest performances by anybody ever. Is him as Batman in this show because it's just so perfect. I mean, but it's not just him. It's everyone. I mean, everyone's oh, yeah. everyone's 
playing it so serious. That's the whole point. Uh, him, but him and Commissioner Gordon are the two. Neil Hamilton, those are the two that really, really sell it with just making this all seem like it's the most real, realistic thing ever. And I love how like at when he's when that's happening, co- the Commissioner and Chief O'Hara are like, "This is really gonna taint Batman's <laughs> image." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because he's a part, great. he's a part of something illegal. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so, great. Saying that out loud, yeah. I love that. That was that was very funny, and uh, but you know, Batman's a little suspicious now, and he's got a uh, I don't know a bat um, poker, uh, yeah, a bat a needle. I don't know. And yeah, uh, it's some type of, of it's like a, it's it almost looks like an arrow. Pan. Yeah, kind of. Like there's, it almost looks like there's feathers on it. Like you could shoot it out of like a crossbow. But uh, yeah, yeah. So and he starts to stick that into the Maharaja, and there's no reaction. So then he just sticks it up farther, and oh, there's a reaction. And then a big fight happens, and then all of a sudden he starts ripping off the suit of the Maharaja. He turns out at the Joker, in a fat suit, and uh, I guess he stole one of False Face's masks. Oh, I mean, I can believe that. Because, you know, it, he literally just looks like a different person because yeah, he was. Yeah. But uh, all it needed was just this plastic mask, and that made him look like a totally different person. So technology is even better, apparently, back in the 60s than it is now. Yeah, yeah. At least they went with a fat suit, though. It wasn't just true, like, oh, true. you know, he puts on a mask, his whole body changes. Like, <laughs> like, like freaking face-off where it's like John Travolta. Oh, gross, hey, hey, like, hey, don't be, don't be hating on face-off. Face-off is a gym. Oh, my God. Face-off he, is so much fun. Oh, it, 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 oh, God. No, that movie's great. I love watching Face Off. That's so much <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and, and it turns out the Maharaj was never in Gotham. It was all just a oh. plot by the Joker, which is actually one of the better plots a villain yeah. has had in this whole series so far. And it, and it makes sense, too, because they're like, oh, that, that's why there wasn't, like, an international incident. It's right, like, which is, oh. that's what tips Batman off to it, which is another, sure. like, real piece of something that would make sense instead of, you know, ballpoint banana. Like, it yeah. it actually yeah. makes sense where he's yeah. like, you know, why hasn't there been an international incident? So he calls the country, whatever it was, I don't remember, and um, turns out the Maharaja is actually out hunting and not in Gotham. Oh, that's right. And that's how he figured out, you know, that it was the Joker. And, you know, they're able to to beat him up. And so, you know, the whole plan was to get the money and also to uh, make Batman look bad. Hey, by, that's by, you know, writing, solid. writing on the uh, the illegal check. So, makes sense. Again. We get a very weird ending, though, to this show. Everything's done and wrapped up. And all of a sudden, Commissioner Gordon calls again. And Alfred yeah. is very surprised because they just, you know, they just put the Joker away. We can't have another problem for a week. You know, there's no more crime for another week now. It's done. Right. And so Gordon's surprised, but, you know, Bat, you know, he asked for, asked for, you know, Batman. So Alfred has to go over to Bruce and tell him about the call. And apparently there's a rumor that Batman's running for governor of California. <laughs> and uh, they're very, very scared about this. And Bruce assures him that, you know, that that's never going to happen because, uh, you know they're 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 never gonna do that because uh, you know they're they're never gonna leave Gotham while there's still criminals there. Now, just from looking up stuff, that might have been a play on the fact that Ronald Reagan was running for governor that year. Oh, I guarantee it was. You know, so actor running for uh, governor, yeah, which yeah. will become a theme with California. But uh, 
I, I guess so. Uh, of course, there's a vast difference between Ronald Reagan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, but um, definitely. <laughs> but so that that that's probably you know, that's probably the yeah, reason I mean, for that. Which look, is at, cool. look at all the yeah, look at all the political like um, like little uh, callbacks regarding in media now. So that's totally something that was it did you know because it was relevant at the time. Oh, there's a lot of stuff like that in this show. Oh, um, I'm sure. Uh, just most of it we don't get but yeah, kids, yeah we don't know i know talking problem. to my uncle he's um he's been able to point out some stuff to me uh just like in the movie you know the the other greatest batman line of all time some days you just can't get rid of a bomb apparently sure. that was a play on the that time period in the 60s when they're trying huh. to get rid of nuclear weapons and stuff like that uh, so, okay sure that's what he said which i never thought about before and i was like i didn't oh, either oh, fair enough but anyway um, so there's a lot of interesting stuff like that in this this show, but uh, yeah. So it's it, this is especially from um, the episode last week where Batman was not very smart. Oh yeah, I don't bad. feel like uh, that was in the uh, what was it? Was that the the one we did last time? Was that the Riddler Wax Museum one? Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not the sharpest tool. Not in, that one. Uh, in that episode, so I think he he does a little bit better. And also, the and then the one before that was the Penguin one, when the Penguin just yeah. totally outwits Batman the entire time. So Batman's yeah. been on a little bit of a losing streak. I mean, he's won in the end, but... Yeah, but like not not as prime. Yeah, he's not been doing... And then even before that, Catwoman got the best of him in an episode, so... Sure. Although she's but actually yeah, no, smart, but... Yeah, that's true. But no, it's good to see him back to like his. Yeah, he's been actual... on kind of a losing streak as far as you know, with Batman still winning goes. He's he's not been that great, but then he's back to he's back into form in these yeah. episodes. Solid Batman work, solid detective work in these episodes. Yeah, solid um, plot. Yeah, solid plot, good stuff. All right, so this episode, the first one originally aired April sixth, nineteen sixty six, and then of course the second part aired the very next day on the seventh. Um, Joker Trumps an Ace Part 1 it has a 7.8 on IMDb and Batman Set Space also has a 7.8 on nice. IMDb so very solid very solid episodes all it's around for sure. yeah. again we've yet to see a bad episode of this show oh yeah yeah there, there's been better than others but so far this show has been 100% enjoyable yeah um, the next one we'll get to is uh, King Tut we're at King Tut. Oh. oh, it's gonna be great! I'm so excited for when we get to uh, when we get to King Tut. It'll be the Curse of Tut and the Pharaohs in a Rut. Now, Ian, I don't know how familiar you are with King Tut. Uh, only from like what I've seen in um in like the anime movies and stuff. Well, and, uh, like the I think it was in a couple of episodes of the Batman. Well, he's fantastic. Well, he's fantastic, and there's a reason why he is one of the more memorable villains from uh from the show because it's pretty great basically his thing is he's like an archaeologist professor and he gets hit in the head with an artifact and it turns him into king tut and then he thinks he's the ancient king tut which is just a fantastic idea that's good (laughs) absolutely fantastic idea so uh that's a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to that but i'm looking even more forward to next week as we're starting volume two of Batman the Animated Series. Again, we're doing it by the volumes, right. not oh, by the official yeah. seasons, airings, because that's confusing. So we're going it by the air, or the, um, not the air dates, the production dates. Yeah. Volume two, 
We're going to get to my favorite episode of all time, Batman Animated right. Series. We got uh, Eternal Youth. That is not it. No. And then, but we do have Perchance to Dream, which is my number one favorite Batman Animated Series episode. It's amazing. It's fantastic. There's n- no Batman in it, really. And it's, uh, oh, it's it's awesome. I can't wait. Can't wait to get to that. And then we got The Cape and the Cow Conspiracy, which is another really good episode, too. That's a good one, too, yeah. Uh, Eternal Youth is fine. And then uh, Eternal Youth is good just for Al- Alfred gets a lot to do in that episode. That's true. So yeah. that, that, that's fun. Um, Alfred is fun in Eternal Youth with Poison Ivy. But Perchance to Dream, all-time favorite. And the Cape and Cal Conspiracy is, an, is a solid one, too. So we got three really good ones to talk about next week. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff there. All right. Uh, yeah, so any, uh, any final thoughts, Ian? No. I mean, I, again, I wish there was more to talk about news-wise. And I wish there was... Uh, yeah, some better news to report, yeah. but now yeah. we're, we're still in this weird time. It is. It's a weird time, not a great time, but you know. But it, it is what but it, is. it also it works with what we were reviewing, where it's like, hey, right now, what better time to go back and watch episodes of the animated series or Adam West show? Well, the only problem is we only watch you know one or two or three per week. Oh, well, we so do. Yeah, but I, I always get to the thing, and then I'm just like, man, I I wanted to, I wanted to just keep watching the show. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, like otherwise, yeah, go ahead and marathon it. It's well worth it. Yeah. I started playing my PS2 for the first time in three years. Ah, Yeah, I wish I still had mine. So I've been enjoying that. I've been going through uh, the first game I ever got back when I first got my PS2, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Fantastic game. Do you have Sly Cooper? I I have all three Sly Coopers. They weren't originally mine. I got them later on. And I never, I I was never, I never played them all the way through. Like I, I did play the first one. I played some of them growing up, but I didn't own them growing up, so I never went through and played all of them. I have owned them now for a while because I think my cousin or something got rid of his PS2 and gave me all of his games. So uh, I have a bunch of games like that, but I don't play them now. I've never been a big video game person, and I'm not a big yeah, level video game person. Uh, that's one of the few games I like. I, I played to all the way through and then like just would repeat. Uh, yeah, no, everyone everyone loved that game. I, I mean, I enjoyed playing it when I got the great. chance growing up, but uh, I'm just I'm not a fan of levels. In video games, no, which, which really disqualifies a lot of games, but it does. Yeah, it's just early it's games. just not my. I I grew up playing sports games for the most part. Uh, okay. I like sports games or shooter games, which there's no good shooter games for PS2 really. Not for PS2 now. Yeah, it's I mean weird. you got like Battlefront. Good. You know, you got like Battlefield. Uh, Battle of Honor is not bad. Uh, Battlefront Battlefront Two is. is a oh good yeah, one. that was a good one. Yeah. Although it's hard, man. People forget how like hard that. that game is. It's hard to play. Actually, it is. I like Battlefront One actually. I would play that one over and over again. Really? Yeah, more That's so than fair. the first one. Uh, more so than the second one. Uh, but yeah. So other than that, man, I was mostly sports games, or uh, yeah, that's mostly all I really played. And then obviously, I love SmackDown vs. Raws, which are uh, which are great as well. I- I'd rather just play individual games and have to go through a level where you got to figure out where you have to go. And then yeah. go here and then figure out how to do it. And then you have a, a random boss level where you have to do this exact specific thing, this exact specific way. And then, then you die and then you have to do it again. It's just like, nah, I, I, I get, I'm done with that. That's not, not super enjoyable to me. I'm usually not, but I, I love Sly Cooper. I don't know why. I remember I tried to play, uh, the Arkham games. Yeah. I got, I, I uh, I got Arkham way. Asylum because when I moved out, uh, when I went to college, my roommate had a Xbox and so I was like, oh, I can get Arkham Asylum now and have something to play it on. And I, I played it for about a week, maybe. And I got like 
12% into the game in like a week. And I was like, I, this is a waste of time. I'm wandering around for 45 minutes trying to find out where the next level is. Yeah, that, like that, that's my problem with sandbox games is that there's so yeah. much like side quests and other missions. Like I always get lost and then, yeah, I, I just, I, I never finish those games. I was like, let me just play a team deathmatch in Black Ops. I need to get, yeah. I want to get a PS3 just so I can play Black Ops. But yeah, I haven't been able to Black find one good. cheap enough yet. Yeah, I I'm going to pay like 50 so... bucks and get a PS3 and just play, just for playing Black Ops because I miss Black Ops a lot. You can play with anybody else though. I don't care. I just want to play it. That was the first game where you could play with bots. That's right. Yeah. That's why I liked it, it so it, much. And it had a good campaign. It did. It did. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. The point is, I've started to do other things that I wasn't doing before. You got the baseball season so. ended and, you know, there's just there's nothing lot, going on. Yeah, a lot more free time than watching a ton more wrestling. Of course, now sure. WrestleMania is going to happen with no crowd. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, it's so weird. It's so Even weird. I know that. So we'll uh, see what happens. But anyway, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Uncaped Review. Um, I tweet out everything with the show, episode links, all that stuff, and random pop culture stuff when I'm watching movies. Tweet out stuff. I, I watched a Muppet movie last night. My family nice. was watching that, so that's, that's a great movie. So different one. random thoughts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so go ahead and do that. You can follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. And go ahead and follow my uh, wrestling podcast Twitter as well, at Behind underscore Gorilla, and listen to my wrestling podcast, uh, Behind the Gorilla, with me and my my buddy Harris. We talk about the weirdest stuff of wrestling, so if you're a fan of that, good crossover. And also, now's the time to do it, because you're not doing anything else, so go and, uh, go and listen to all my other podcasts as well. All right. Well, Ian, it was fun. was. And we'll do it again well, next only- week. So hopefully Only fun things going on right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So join us next week for another episode of the NK Crusaders Review where we talk uh, movies and Batman.